Hey, how's it going? I just want to jump in here real quick before we start this episode and just say thank you for listening and hope that you and your family are doing well. Uh, in light of this kind of current situation that we're all in, uh, again, we just want to take a second just to say hello uh, before we start this episode. And it was something we were debating on actually posting, uh, but those of us that now are at home, uh, whether it's due to being out of work for a while or what have you, um, it's kind of something we felt that was just kind of something we wanted to give you as a entertainment purposes, I guess, or something, because <laughs> uh, we do cover uh, somewhat a lot of the Flower and Garden show going on at Epcot right now, and as we all know right now, all the Disney parks worldwide are not open as of uh, recording this is Monday, which is the first day of the closure. Uh, this actually does affect Julian and myself personally, as I am a cast member. Uh, it's not something I do talk about a lot, uh, just because of uh, quote-unquote conflicts of interest. That being said, it's going to give us some time to uh, get some more recordings done and some uh, entertainment and educational stuff about Disney for you guys, which for me personally on my end uh, is exciting because there's a lot of things that I've been wanting to do with the show uh, in general that I now have the next two weeks of uh, time to get it done. <laughs> so I <laughs> uh, don't want to ramble on too much, but just want to just kind of say hey real quick before we do jump in this episode and just say we love you guys. Uh, we do thank you so much again for listening to our show. Uh, just uh, hope you stay safe and stay proactive and just take a deep breath and relax and try not to allow the media and all the madness that's going on out there uh, to bring any more necessary anxiety into uh, your life. We hope this helps to relieve some of that anxiety. And uh, as Julie and I both have been on edge lately, because <laughs> like everybody else has been, um, but a lot of it has been due to just the uncertainty of with uh, my job situation. But uh, until then, uh, I guess that's about it for now. We hope you all do enjoy this episode, and we will see you very soon. Or you can also like stay at home and uh, not leave your house for the next year, which wouldn't. But be then any you fun. wouldn't get to Disney, so lame. This is true. So go to Disney, <laughs> lick all the handrails, don't wash your hands after you shit. Hey. Don't listen to any of those things that Jason just said. Yeah. I mean, go to Disney, but don't lick handrails and wash your hands after you poop. Please. Or pee. Because I don't want to get botulism. Or all the time. It's E. coli. E. coli. That thing. And it causes pink eye. That's if you part your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to Flower and Garden 2020. Speaking of smelling stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my husband. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised if he's farted on my pillow. Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F, F Yeah, yeah Disney. Disney.
Hey, what's happening? Welcome to F Yeah Disney, episode 16. How the hell are you doing? We're recording this on March 9th, 2020. It is uh, officially the first week of Flower and Garden, which we're going to be getting into today. And uh, our last episode, we did a live recording, Julie and I together, inside the park of Epcot. As uh, Flower and Garden 2020 on the opening night was her first night in the... uh, Going to a festival. It was my first first night of a festival, not my first night going to a festival. Yeah, that's that's true. Better to clarify it for everybody. And uh, for those that listened to that episode, uh, with the audio was on and off. We were kind of learning and, and figuring some shit out as we were going through the process of uh, recording live. And it's something we want to do more of in the parks, recording uh, not only just audio, but to also uh, do some video work eventually. So it was a little experiment. We hope you managed and bear with us as you listen to the whole thing. It was only like, what, 30 minutes, 35 minutes long? As she shakes her head, yes. You guys can hear her shaking her head. Yes, sir, Bob. So, uh, that being said, Julie, how the hell are you? What are you uh, drinking on today? I am drinking the same beer that you're drinking. It's called Orange Crush. So, we literally looked at what our favorite beer was called by this brand today. And I said it out loud. And I cannot remember what it's called. But... Yeah, I don't either. But I know it had Neil deGrasse Tyson on it. It was like Bear, Starship, Bear, something. Yeah, some kind of IPA or something. But this one is called Orange Crush. And there's a bear making some orange juice. It's delicious. I think he's holding a jar of honey in his hand. He might be holding a jar of honey in his hand, but he's got oranges next to him, so. Yep. And there's some bees and a little sheep. And a Molotov mal- mal- uh, cocktail? Molotov? Molotov cocktail. Where? On oh the far yeah, right. I see it. Yeah, that pizza with a th- the third eye, with that uh, one that one eye thing. It's refreshing for a uh, hot Florida more, day. It smells more orange than orange. It was actually hotter up in Massachusetts than it was most of today. It got yeah. up to 73 today. Wow. It's pretty toasty. And when I looked at it, it was 71.2 down here. Yeah, like I said, uh, varies from location to location. Because here, where I was th- today, it was sprinkling a little bit. It's nice. You'll never know what temperature it was, just that it was sprinkling a bit. It was sprinkling, which dropped the temperature. Yeah, it rained at the store too, and then it smelled like rain, and it was glorious. Yeah. So that being said, uh, it's been a hell of a month so far for Disney, as uh, there's been a change in leadership. And parks are closing and all kind of fun things we're going to be covering in today's episode. Including, again, the opening of uh, this year's Flower and Garden, which uh, started on March 3rd. Is that right? Is that right? March 5th? 4th. March 4th? Yeah, the 4th. And uh, we had a good time. We uh, got, didn't get to see everything. We only did the first half, the basically the promenade and the front half of the park of Epcot. And uh, if you listened to the last episode, you listened and heard Julie excited about her ears that she got. There's a shit ton of cute orange bird merchandise this year. It's fun seeing that little character making a comeback. And uh, Spike the Bee is now uh, for, the, I think it's the third or fourth year he's in it. Because I know they've done some photo pass opportunities in the past with him in it. This is the first flower and garden I've been to since 2015. Wow, really? No shit. Well, that being said, I'd say we definitely we would recommend it this year. It's a lot of fun stuff. And Epcot has done a, a pretty good job, uh, even with the, the opening entrance of the park. Uh, with their main flower bed being closed right now because of renovations and constructions and things happening and uh, lots of walls that are up, uh, they've managed to still make the place look beautiful. So beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah. 
So we're going to be getting into our normal show today. We're going to be getting into our This Day in Disney, our To Your Infinity and Your Mom, as well as some What the Forky Foods, and uh, covering some other things and uh, news that is going on out there in the world of Disney. Anything you want to talk about before we get into our show, honey? No, sir, Bob. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then let's get into our first segment of This Day in Disney. If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over again, uh, I think, uh, no, I don't think it would. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into this day in Disney covering March 15th until the 21st. March 15th, 2001. The Disneyland Resort in California officially welcomes its 450 millionth guests. First-time visitor to Disneyland, Mark Ramirez of Texas, a civilian production management specialist for the U.S. Air Force, Ramirez, his wife, and three daughters are honored during a ceremony where he is presented with a lifetime pass to the Disneyland Resort, Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure, a stay at the new Disney's Grand Californian Hotel, and a gift pack. He is also given the honor of changing the official attendance sign at Disneyland's train station from $400 million to $450 million. So cool. They are catching up with McDonald's and serving cheeseburgers. I want to do that. Or hamburgers. Hamburgers. Also on March 15th in 1998, PB&J Otter, a half-hour animated television series, premieres on Disney's Playhouse, the brand name for Disney Channel's preschool programs. A total of 65 episodes will be produced over the course of its three-season run. Do you think it's on Disney Plus? I wonder. <sighs> noodle. Use your noodle. Noodle. Do the noodle dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a great show. Yeah, so cute. What baby butter. That's cute. I love that show so much. March 16th, 2002. Rock and Roller Coaster debuts along with a bunch of other rides as Walt Disney's Studio Park, located at Disneyland's resort in Paris, France, opens. It is Disney's 10th theme park in the world. Other attractions making their debut include Animagic, a black light show, Armageddon, Les Effects Special, <laughs> me and my uh, lack of French here, a voyage through the history of special effects and based on the 1998 touchstone film Armageddon, flying carpets over Agrabah, and studio tram tour behind the magic. The studios is the smallest of all of the Disney parks. Isn't it Agrabah? Agrabah. Agrabah. There's no R at the end. Yeah, I just thought there was an R because I'm from Boston and we take R's off of everything. Yeah, this is true. March 17th, 2017. Disney releases Beauty and the Beast, a musical romantic fantasy adventure and a live-action remake of Disney's 1991 animated film of the same name to U.S. theaters. I have a story about this. An arrogant prince is cursed to live as a terrifying beast until he finds true love. Directed by Bill Condon, the film stars Emma Watson as Belle and Dan Stevens as the Beast. The ensemble cast and also includes Evans. Luke Evans, Kevin Klein, Josh Gad, uh, Ewan McGregor, Stanley Tucci, Audra McDonald, Gugu Mabatha-Ra, Ian McClellan, and Emma Thompson. Ian McKellen? What did I say? McClellan. Ian McKellen. The film features a remake of the 1991 original song recorded as a duet by Ariana Grande and John Legend. Co-produced by Walt Disney Pictures and Mandeville Farms, Beauty and the Beast was filmed in the U.K., 
The film will gross over $1.2 billion worldwide, making it the second highest grossing film of 2017. My story was way better than that. So tell us your story, honey. So I went to go see it on opening night, and I had to sit in the front row, but it was St. Patrick's Day, so I wore my teeny tiny little St. Patrick's Day green sparkly top hat. Was it teeny tiny, like little teeny tiny Mickey ears you can buy? Mm-hmm. It's adorable. And I saw it, and it was amazing, and my neck has never been the same since. Mm. Damn movie. Oh, also, the amount that they auto-tuned Emma Watson infuriates me. Mm. She doesn't have a bad voice. She was definitely auto-tuned, though. Like, excessively auto-tuned. Like, I understand some auto-tuned, but, like, it's obvious upon obvious how auto-tuned she was. Similar to uh, how Jasmine was auto-tuned in the new Aladdin live action. Not as bad. You think so? Not as bad at all. Okay. March 18th, 1967. The Pirates of Caribbean attraction opens in New Orleans Square at Disneyland, California. The debut kicks off with great excitement as a group of marauding sea dogs led by Wally Boag first Shanghai the sailing ship Columbia before bursting through the new attraction's doors with a battering ram. All the figures in the attraction are designed by Imagineer Mark Davis and the lavishly detailed sets are by the artist and color stylist Claude Coates. Claude Coates. It is the largest audio-animatronic project to date and the last attraction Walt Disney himself worked on extensively before his death. Also opening at Disneyland is the Blue Bayou Restaurant in New Orleans Square. The restaurant is built within the same show building that houses part of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, with parts of the ride even taking place beneath the restaurant. I ate there. It was delicious, but it was too dark to see my food and it was really stressful. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you like to have lots of light. When you eat. So how would you do in the uh, San Angel Inn in uh, Mexico? Uh, that was torturous. Because it's just as dark. Yeah, we had a little bit of light on our table. Um, but then I used my phone light. Like in the West Wing. Amy and I ate dinner in the West Wing once. And I used my phone and propped it up on our wine glass. So we could see our food. Interesting. Yeah, this ride is... Uh, I definitely want to go to Disneyland just to experience this version of the ride because I know it's so it's much incredible. better. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's so good. It's longer. It's got more more drops. And yep. uh, they also the opening scene of going through the bayou. It's pretty rad. All right. March 20th, 2007. Walt Disney Records releases the Hannah Montana Special Edition soundtrack. You get the best of both worlds. The CD and DVD set includes an all-new bonus track and a live concert performance, as well as exclusive backstage footage, a free ringtone, and collectible snapshots. And I will admit that uh, a couple weeks ago, we sat in bed and watched uh, the Hannah Montana movie. So good, right? And Julie fell asleep about a minute into it, and <laughs> I laid there and watched the entire thing. <laughs> I was awake for like three minutes of it. Okay, three minutes. And I watched all of it all by myself. And you loved it. And I saw it for like the tenth time. And that has been This Day in Disney. And again, you can find all these facts and more of them as well on a website we use for our reference called thisdayindisneyhistory.com where they say they are the first and original This Day in Disney website. They've been traveling in time since 1999. All right, so now we've covered uh, lots of history with Disney. It's time for us to check out what is happening in the present and the future with our next segment, To Infinity and Your Mom. 
to infinity and your mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To insanity and a blonde. What do you even... That's how it goes. Saying. No, that's how it goes. To immunity and respond. To indecency to and... Infrequently. Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity and beyond. All right, now it's time for Julia to take over the rings here with our next segment of To Infinity and Your Mom, where she's been giving us some insights into what the hell has been going on out there in the world of Disney. Take it away, Julie. All right, so I think the biggest news in the most recent Disney verse is that Bob Iger stepped down and Bob Chapek took over for him. And since then... It's been quite of a clusterfuck. Not necessarily because of him, <laughs> but... <laughs> the yeah. coincidences. Yeah. Timing eerie. has been... Uh, I can't say timing is irrelevant because timing on this situation is is uh, quite a doozy. If we uh, would, would uh, use that word, doozy. So, a jungle cruise boat sank. A people mover cart crashed into another people mover cart. And the Haunted Mansion went down for, like, three days. Anything else crazy happen? Um, let's see. There was, uh, supposedly, there was a call to the police for someone that had a gun on them at the, uh, I think it was a Yacht Club Resort. There was a heavy police pr- police pr- police presence. Uh, but that was also, uh, I guess, said that was just a false alarm in a sense. But they still took it seriously. And, uh... The Skyliner shut down and everybody got refunds. <laughs> no, just, that's just that was a while ago. I just throw that one in there. <laughs> and uh, the coronavirus uh, has started, <laughs> which has caused havoc in other parks. Yeah. But um, one of the reasons why it's thought that there are so many breakdowns in the Disney World on the Disney World rides and parks, you know, uh, I mean, Test Track was down for refurbishment and. That left only eight rides in Epcot, and that was basically the only high-intensity, like, thrill ride that Epcot had. Yeah. Um, But they're saying, versus Disneyland, that there are significantly more rides between Disneyland and California Adventure. So if one ride goes down or one ride needs to be closed for refurbishment for a significant amount of time... There's still plenty of rides to ride. Now, a lot of people that go to Disney get a park hopper or have an annual pass, but there are a lot of people, the way they vacation, it's cheaper for them to just buy, you know, four tickets and do one park each of the days. And -hmm. Disney actually has a promotion right now, too, that's uh four tickets that are not park hoppers for two hundred dollars so a lot of people are taking advantage of that is that a florida resident discount or is that just a discount just in general Uh, i think that's just a promotion they're running right now okay but magic kingdom is fine because it has 25 rides i don't know where they're getting 25 from when I tried to ride them, it was 21. Not sure what other four rides they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about... I have no idea. Which one's over at... Uh, Magic Kingdom. Okay. 
Um, Epcot only has nine. Hollywood Studios only has eight. And then Animal Kingdom has nine. So in Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, if something goes on for a long time or gets closed for refurbishment, you know, the park sees a huge hit because there aren't that many rides in those parks. Whereas Disneyland has 36 rides and California Adventure has 18. And I know for probably at least a year and a half to almost two years, the Tower of Terror was down getting turned into Guardians of the Galaxy in Disneyland. Disney's California Adventure didn't see much of a hit at all from that because they have so many other rides there. Right, but then like Pixar Pier went down for a while. You know, I think a lot of it has to do too with like with the capacity that these rides handle. Like for instance, with Spaceship Earth, that like we said in the last episode, like if you know, the Spaceship Earth can be down for two and a half years, that thing eats a lot of people up in it on a daily basis. <coughs> and for Disney's fiftieth coming up soon, there is going to be a shit ton of people that are either coming back to the park for their first time in fifty years, for their first time ever, or for like you and I, because we're Disney nerds, we're going to be there just because it's the fiftieth anniversary. But also, I mean, it could be the, the and because it's Tuesday, the forty seventh anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, another thing, I totally forgot about this happening. On the Carousel of Progress, his hand fell off. Yep. And then I took a picture of it on the ride, and Jason was like, "Oh, his hand's back." Yeah, and I heard that the capacity—not the capacity, but the the popularity of that ride went up because people were going on it to see, see if, if something else something broke. else is going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so I mean, if you think about like Peter Pan, for instance, one of the reasons that that ride takes forever to get on it is because it doesn't hold a lot of people. You know, yeah, no matter each ride cart can only hold like two or three. Right, and there's only so many th- you know flying ships that they have on the thing at a time. So a lot of it has to do with that. But, like, you know, the concern with, you know, some of the rumors right now going with, with Epcot, like we were talking about yesterday with it closing on May 25th, is because this ride is going to be going down, it's going to eat up a shit. You know, a lot of people are going to be wandering around, like, what do we do? So potentially there's some thought that uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be opening on the, the same day to help to eat up that group of people that would not more than likely be going on Spaceship Earth. So it's going to be interesting. Is it Ratatouille opening soon? They don't have a date yet for it. Interesting. Yeah. That's this why that's why they're, they're kind of curious if this, you know, coincidentally, because, you know, what they're showing is like on the park map right now, say, for instance, they show the whole, uh, the France Pavilion as a completed pavilion. And even on the signs for Flower and Garden right now, this shows the France Pavilion as a completed pavilion. And it looks, from the videos and stuff I've seen, it looks like it's pretty damn close to being finished, from the outside at least. Who knows what the hell's going on on the inside. But because it's also a mirrored uh, image ride of the one that's in France, they already know how to put this thing together. So it's going to be, you know, going to go in a lot faster. Yep. I think my favorite news is from Disneyland. Because they are starting an AP Magic Perks program. Ooh. Tell us more. So it started on March 2nd, and any of Disneyland's pass holders benefit under the AP Magic umbrella. But some of the things that it offers is an extra hour to ride select attractions after the park closes on select dates, um, extra character greetings, uh, shows and sneaks peek. Sne- <laughs> what? Shows and sneak peeks? <laughs> what? <laughs> During... Pass holder only times, um, the ability to purchase tickets to special events before they go on to the general public, so probably the Halloween events and things like that. 
And then food, beverage, and merchandise offerings just for pass holders, discounts on dinings, shopping, and Disneyland Resort hotel stays, and some commemorative surprises, unexpected delights, and tons of family fun. Uh, so that's really cool. Because I feel like Disney World pass holders get a lot more. And I think the reason for that is they offer more because more Disney pass holders are not just from Florida, whereas most of California's pass holders are California Anaheim residents. Yeah, they have like three million APs. Like, li- that's crazy. Like, they're even saying, like, with Galaxy's Edge and, and the Rise of Resistance right now, part of the problems that they're having, in a sense, when they're trying to figure out the actual gate attendance, is that, like, first thing in the morning, you got 10,000 people that are coming to this park, or 30,000, or whatever, and, like, and if they don't get their boarding pass. They go home. Yeah. So who knows how many people are actually in the park for that day. Yeah. You know. It's which fascinating. It's crazy. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's happening in Disneyland Paris, which is super exciting because um, over the next four years, they're doing a $2.5 billion expansion because um, they're adding the Star Wars, the Frozen, and the Marvel Lands. But the most prevalent news, I guess, is that someone in the park tested positive for coronavirus where paris yeah because i know dizzy france has been kind of on edge because the louvre right now closed so the basically france is r- like the r- what they're saying is they're not allowing groups of more than five thousand people at a time yeah. to congregate a disneyland paris worker has tested positive for coronavirus so i wonder if that means that it says no plans to close the park but who knows in the next few days yeah, I know that they were saying uh, this morning. I saw on the news that they had signs up that they were staying open. But so, Project Sparkle actually recently went underway, which was the refurbishment of a lot of rides in Disneyland Paris. So it was Thunder Mountain Railroad, Star Tours, Pirates, Space Mountain. It's a small world. Some other, and I guess that Phantom Manor recently reopened i guess that was closed for a few years for a huge overhaul that they had mm-hmm. and ugh, i just want to ride it so bad yeah me too i'm so excited yeah they redid a lot of the color the paint the animatronics like all the stuff updated the story but yeah so they have a frozen celebration that's going on right now that will have a musical invitation and some flurries of frozen fun and uh, there's a new show that goes four times a day on the parade route that's starring Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven, and some fun dancers and acrobats and a new float. So should be super exciting to see. And I guess they have an Illuminations in the evening that has Elsa, Elsa and Anna in it as well, which is super cool. Yeah, and a big thing, too, that they recently revealed was a new uh, Blue Sky layout of what's going to be going on with the Frozen Land there. And it looks fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait. They're going to have their waterside little village area and Elsa's Castle and, like, all kind of cool shit. They're going to ha- kind of have, like, a spiced-up version of the Frozen Ever After, like what we have, but a little bit bigger version of it. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they have a New York hotel in Paris. Yeah, and it's gonna it's like uh they're gonna they're, they're gonna give it a uh, Marvel overlay. Yeah, it's super awesome. But yeah. 
But I think it's just super cool that they have this hotel in Paris that's like, hey, this is what New York is like. Just totally crazy because like we're the same way about like the way we romanticize Paris and mm-hmm. they're like romanticizing New York. It's cool. Maybe they'll have like a miniature version of the uh, fucking, uh, what's that skyscraper called in New York? I was going to say the Eiffel Tower. I was going to say the same thing. The Empire <laughs> State Building. Because that's what I'm referring to, like an Epcot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they'll, have a, they'll have a mini. mini With <laughs> King Kong climbing on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. But yeah, and then uh, <laughs> I got some big news for what's happening in the other parks. Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo are all closed, so there's nothing really going on there. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, they're talking about, like couple hundred million dollars worth of hits in terms of these parks. Now, Disney does not own these parks. However, they do uh, take effect on Disney in general with the shares and the stocks and everything else. And I'm sitting here looking at right now at the, sh- at the actual Disney stock. And if you're into investing at all, right now is actually a great time to buy Disney stock. Uh, since looking back to... Oh, my God. What's the stock at? Just tell us. What's a share? Well, this is just for today. Oh, Fun fact, the stock market was closed at like 9.30 because the Dow took a 1,900-point dive. Crazy. Well, right now, as of just, just today alone, Disney uh, shares went down $10.92. That's, uh, in, that's in 30 minutes because that's how long the stock market was open today. Well, this is showing it uh, today from uh, 9.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. It went, it went from uh, 108.02... And it closed at 104.29. So it's down 9.47%. Um, but that being said, since uh, JPEG has come in... The okay, s- but you still haven't told me how much a share is. It's $104.35 a share. Can we buy a share of Disney? <laughs> I'd love to. Only if we get a cool real stock certificate. If they have any available. That's all I want. I'm not sure how many shares they have allotted. I don't. I don't know how that whole thing works. It's been a while since I've looked into investments. But uh, it ha- was it was at a 52-week high of 153.41, and their 52-week low uh, is 104.28, which is about where it's at right now. So, so something to think about if you're into investing. Disney stock is definitely uh, some place to be, especially right now with Disney Plus, and then also all the new things going on in Disney. It's definitely going to be going back up as an investment. I mean, you know. Saying at one fifty three forty one, if you buy two shares right now, you're gonna pay for your investment right there alone. If it goes up, if it goes back up, if you buy two shares. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and how Disney handles handles the coronavirus. Because I know right now at the front of the parks they're putting in hand sanitizer uh, stations. Whether or not that's gonna help at all, who knows? Um, I I know just everybody's talking about just trying to keep good hygiene and maintain and wash your hands, but, you know, maybe one in five people are going to be doing this. I mean, I don't, I don't fucking know. I know, like, with me and I Julie... more than one in five people wash their hands. Well, if you think about the percentages of you and me, I'm more concerned about it than you are. <laughs> I so mean, I wash my hands regularly, people. That's not what he's saying at all. Yeah, but correct. It's a 50-50 split here, though, in terms of uh, <coughs> the concern. But it's also because I'm exposed more to... Potentially it than you are. You're kidding, right? They liter- The CDC literally said the number one way of spreading it is touching money. You touch money? Yeah. I work in a bank. Oh, I know. I don't know. I didn't know you touch money. I touch money. I touch people that touch money. Mm. 
Okay, so we're both going to get it. <laughs> but it's not a laughing matter. I mean, it's, it definitely is a concern because there's a lot of people that are dying from this stuff. And, yeah, it's just really what it is is don't freak out and be educated and just kind of just kind of see what happens. There's more people dying of starvation and heart disease and lung cancer daily. Oh, I know. And the entire from regular influenza. Existed. No, I understand that. I'm just saying it's it's something new, which is why people are worried about it. It's the same way that SARS was and the bird flu and whatever else, you know, the Zika virus with babies being born with big heads from the mosquito bites that there was happening. Hey, people, your kids or are tiny born heads, with massive heads. No, it's anyway. actually it was tiny heads. Oh. So that's what it was. Trader Sam's would love them. <laughs> I'm leaving that one in there, honey. All right. <laughs> But at the same time, I mean, you know, we got to keep a sense of humor about shit. I mean, what the fuck's the point, you know? We all sit around and freak out about this whole thing. It's just being proactive. Don't listen to Donald Trump. And uh, just pay attention to what you're doing around your house and where you work and your friends and family. And uh, we should be good. Or you can also, like, stay at home and uh, not leave your house for the next year. Which wouldn't But be then you fun. wouldn't get to Disney, so lame. This is true. So go to Disney. <laughs> Lick all the handrails. Don't wash your hands after you shit. Hey, don't listen to any of those things that Jason just said. Yeah. I mean, go to Disney, but don't lick handrails and wash your hands after you poop. Please. Or pee. Because I don't want to get botulism. Or all the time. It's E. coli. E. coli. That thing. And it causes pink eye. That's if you part your pillow. On to Flower and Garden 2020. Speaking of smelling stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my husband. <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't be surprised if he's farted on my pillow. Not intentionally. I mean, I farted on you, so you farting on my pillow. Just yeah, like the first week you moved in. <laughs> Wasn't that soon after I moved in? I don't think you moved in yet. I think you're just like, we're on vacation here. No. I yeah. think I had moved in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember, actually. All I know is like, oh, my God, did she just fart on me? And then he proposed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was mine forever. <laughs> she imprinted on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. But yeah, Flower and Garden 2020. This is the longest festival of uh, the flowers and garden uh, so far that they've had. It seems like Disney is extending these uh, these festivals every year longer and longer Thank and longer. Goodness. Yeah, this one I love. Uh, they and uh, what I love about it too is when they start getting everything ready before the festival. Oh my gosh, yes! Because I so I, I hopped into the park the other day and I actually shared some pictures with you guys before the festival started. Do you know what I'm most excited about this festival? The spike spork. The spike spork. So. Spike spork. On a side note, we were there spike the other night spork, and saw the spike spork. spike spork. And I wonder if every park that Disney has now is going to have a fucking spork. Because, you know, the ga the ones at Galaxy's Edge were like this thing that people were stealing. And then they were selling them on eBay for $1,000 and blah, blah, blah. And so Disney took them away. And now you can buy a spork for like 15 bucks or something like that from, from Galaxy's Edge. And it's, it's, nice it's, a, metal ones. it's a cool looking spork. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's definitely Galaxy looking. I want one. But now they have this spike spork. I think they just are selling it because it's called the Spike Spork, and it's so much fun. Why say. don't they have the Forky Spork? Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. 
because Porky's a spork. Maybe he's the what made the spork, he's what made the spork popular. There's an earworm for you guys. Hearing Julie singing in your head for the next year. Spike spork. Spike spork. Spike spork. That was to the tune of the reprise of what's the song in Aladdin? Uh, the Riff Raff Street Rat. Street Rat. I don't buy that. Yeah, that if one. Only they'd look closer. Would they see a poor boy? No, no siree. siree. They find out there's so much more to me. Mama just killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the, I, the way I sang the end of that I just <laughs> seemed to roll nicely to that. But if you end it with goodnight, Apu, or sleep tight, Apu, or whatever you said. Abu? Abu, Apu. It's all the same thing. Abu? Depends on what part of the country you're from that I pronounce his name. Abu, it's a B. <laughs> it's an upside down P. That's a poop. That's true. It's my favorite, favorite movie, and I don't even know the goddamn monkey's name. Mm hmm. What, shame. A, what an ass. Spice pork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now on the Flower Garden 2020 at Epcot. The Park of Walls. Now it's stuck in my head, and I can't stop singing oh it. Oh, Jesus. I, I, should I do the segment now, honey? Spice <laughs> uh, pork. Hey. pork. <laughs> let's talk about the topiaries first. Yeah, topiaries. My favorite thing there, actually, that you can actually buy now. How about that? Huh? You could buy topiaries, Mickey topiaries. What? Yeah, totally, dude. That's cool. So, yep. at the main entrance, they have topiary flowers. We took some pictures with them. I don't know if I shared them, but they're super cute. There's a Buzz Lightyear near Mission Space. I definitely shared that one. Yep. Near Mouse Gears is Family, family and Friends. Bambi and Friends, the wildlife habitat. That one is super cute. I took a picture of that one. I haven't shared it, but it has flowers, which, what did you call flowers? I uh, called her Stinky. On Flowers is a boy. I called him Stinky. Near Test Track is Woody Bo Peep and her sheep. We talked about that on our last episode about how... Did we talk about that or did you take that out? No, I took. I kept it in there because I called him Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but Bo Peep's dress is so pretty if you get a chance to look at it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. In Future World West, wa- Future World West. I thought I said that wrong, but I said it right. <laughs> a lot of W's. Future World West. In Future World West, I actually shared these the other day before the festival started, but there is Figment. The topiary butterflies, which are absolutely incredible, and each one of them has a different pattern on their wings. It's incredible. And then Sorcerer Mickey with the ostriches and the ballerina hippo. Mm -hmm. So cool. Then you get into the showcase. I am not even a full beer deep, and I can't speak. The showcase plaza. There's Mickey Mouse. Minnie Mouse and Goofy. I had to say Minnie Mouse the same way I said Mickey Mouse. Yes. Pluto and Chippendale. And Pluto has a cute little uh, tape measure in his mouth. And then yeah, and I'm glad that it's just one. Co- I'm glad that they made Chippendale actual like proportionally correct size wise. Yeah, they had to make Pluto super big to make them the right size. But they're so cute. And then Donald Duck with Daisy Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie right at the center as you're splitting off between. The World Showcase. At the Promenade. Yep. There is the Three Caballeros in Mexico. Took a picture of those at night. Super cool. 
In Norway, there's Anna and Elsa and the troll. How cute. Mm-hmm. In China, there's the pandas. They are adorable. If you get a chance to see any of these and you o- can only see one, go see the pandas in China. They're adorable. They're like super chubby and just so, so cute. Eating bamboo. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, in the outpost, there is Simba and friends. In Germany, there is Snow White and Dopey. What about the other six dwarfs? I saw a meme the other day that was like, Snow White only has six dwarfs now. Sneezy has been quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> uh, Disney memes. In Italy, they have Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I emphasize and Lady and And Lady's tramp. hair is so amazing, dude. Oh my gosh, Holy yes. shit. Seriously, it's incredible. I love it every year, her they ears. They have a new one in Japan that is a dragon. And in France, they have Beauty and the Beast and the new Remy. Oh, the dragons in Japan now? Because they used to have the dragon in China and the water gardens. No, the Japan the dragon is new. Interesting. Oh, okay. New dragon. Huh, I haven't seen that one yet. China has. The United Kingdom has Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Tinker I love Bell those. and fairy houses. The one thing with Peter Pan, they took his sword away. He used to have a sword in his hand. And he was on top of the roof. And it's not even a big sword. It's like a little teeny tiny dagger it's a thing. meat sword. <laughs> uh, yes, he is nope. a child <laughs> that has never grown up. Do not speak of him A.K.A. In that Peter way. Pan. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and Friends. I love them so and much. And Trevor the Froggy and Miss Piggy. I wonder which, uh, which uh, frog and piggy one this is because they used to have the uh, Kermit playing the banjo and then Piggy was at like the uh, mirror doing her makeup and stuff. There are gardens in all the countries. Go look at them. They're pretty. Gardens of the world. Well, that's the tour. Yeah, I believe that the Gardens of the World tour goes through the gardens of the world. And then they have interactive gardens, which is the Healthful Trail, which is on the Imagination Walkway. And you can learn how to stay healthy at an outdoor kitchen, decompression area, and playground. Growing into the future, near imagination, hands-on experiments that explore technology and agricultural science. Too cool. And then the Goodness Garden Butterfly House, which is in a new location now. So before it used to be right past the cool stop or whatever it was called that had all the coke inside of it Mm -hmm. on the right but now since that doesn't exist it is in between the imagination pavilion and the living with the land land pavilion and it's behind the popcorn stand and it closes at sunset and now that we have time change with daylight savings uh it should be open a little bit later now yes sir yes sir and you can see multiple butterfly, but butterfly, butterfly, butter, butter, <laughs> like butterflies, baby. Butterfly, butterflies, <laughs> like butter, baby. Um, and a nursery where you can watch butterflies emerge from their chrysalis. Honestly, if you've never seen a butterfly hatch from their little cocoon, it is incredible. It is pretty totally amazing. Worth it. Like it's this massive butterfly in this teeny tiny little cocoon. It's so cool. And there's lots of butterfly sex going on in there. And if you're if you're patient, you can hold your hand out, and maybe a butterfly will land on you and have sex on you. Maybe or poop on you, or get coronavirus from you. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure where I was going to go with that one. <laughs> I, was, I was really curious. <laughs> I was trying to think of the uh, puppet dog that he used to have on uh, fucking Conan. He's like, better for me to poop on. Remember that the dog. Remember that dog puppet. 
No, I never watched Conan. We have like 4,000 people yelling at right now what his name is. I, I know what his name is, too. If we have 4,000 people listening to our show, thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Even if there's four of you, thank you. Yes, even if there's Hi just mom. one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to the show. Um, actually, so when Jason and I first decided to do this show... Um, I remember making the podcast logo and showing it to my mom and being really excited about starting this new podcast. And she was like, really? That seems a bit vulgar. Are you sure you want to attach your name to that? I was like, yeah. Yep. And little did she know that I'd be doing it with my future husband. (laughs) Yeah, little did I. I knew. I did too. I was just like, I want to keep talking to Jason. If I suggest that we do a podcast, he has to talk to me forever. <laughs> that was how she got me in. And then she farted on me. And that sealed the deal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the imprinting was settled. Set in stone. So there's a lot of food. Yeah, tons of food. Um, well, we'll talk about the food that we tried. Yeah. And, and, then, we'll, and then we can talk about the other food, at the, the Forky Food segment. Oh, we'll talk about the food we tried in the Forky Food segment. Okay. Um, but they have the Spike Spork. Spike Spork? Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Spike Spork. Uh, they have the Spike Sipper. Okay, y'all. <coughs> if you go to Disney and buy one souvenir at the Flower and Garden Festival, fesh- festival, buy the Spike Sipper. I do recommend getting the drink outside of it. It is impossible to clean out, and it is like an ice cream slushy. I don't know if you get as much, though, if you get it in the cup. It was delicious. Like, I drank the shit out of that thing. Probably not, but I, d- I did not like it that much. It was too honey ee for me. And I wanted to be able to share it with you, and there was no way that I was leaving Spike with you. There's no such thing as being too honey ee. I could drink honey from a bottle. Well, I, uh, I do. Yeah. Okay, so here, let, I, I just want to veer off the path a little bit Mm -hmm. in my house in massachusetts i would buy honey and it would last me a decade there are certain specific things that i use honey in and i never don't have honey the other day i looked in our cabinet and our massive honey had like an eighth of the bottle left (laughs) we're gonna go in eighths there was an eighth (laughs) of the bottle left uh, honey's good. It infuriated me. I use honey for cooking, and I have no more honey to cook with. You got plenty. Curious. Ooh, I should make a honey macaron. Please. Well, maybe if you didn't eat all my honey. I'll buy you some more. Maybe that's why your allergies aren't as bad, because you're drinking honey from the season before. That could be. Hey, good excuse to drink some honey. No, it's not. I like drinking honey. Oh. Like Winnie the Pooh. Drink my honey. That's what she said. It is what she said. Just now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They have a new Garden Grace, which is like the painter's palette and whatever the other one was for food and wine. Oh, the cheese one. Oh, the cheese one. Yes, the cheese one. The cheese trail. Yes. And you got a cheesecake as the treat where all I want is like savory cheeses, so I did not do that one. Um, But you purchase five items from 
certain locations and you receive a keepsake from the pineapple promenade which is super cute because it is a little cup that says flower and garden festival or garden graze i think it says garden graze on it and it's full of dole whip it says you're a fat ass dole whip is a delicious treat for free or to pay for yeah, you definitely pay for it because you have to buy a bunch of shit. Well, I know, but you buy the shit and you get to enjoy the shit. You're well, not just like right. But the nice thing about this though, this year, which is something I've noticed, is that you can use the Disney Dining Plan snacks credits. You always good. But a lot of the f- like I'm looking at right now, like and the Magnolia Terrace, like all the food is available for a Disney s- snack. It's always been that way. Yep. Oh, I don't ever use snack credits. I never have. That's them why Amy and I do the dining plan for flower, flower, food and garden, food and food and garden. <laughs> That's all right. I kept calling the Flower and Garden the Food and Wine Festival, and now I just tried calling the Food and Wine Festival the Flower and Garden Festival. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool, and there's all kind of different food packages you can get. But that's a whole other day for another conversation. But yeah, with the dining plan, you get two snack credits, and you can use a quick service and translate that into three snack credits so if you're at a stand that has three items that you want to try you can use a quick service because amy and i always ended up with extra quick service i don't know why we couldn't use all of them but we did a really good job using all of our yeah i'm glad you didn't dining things this so in future world they have the flavorful kitchen mm-hmm. what's the little bee mean oh the little bee is where you can buy the spikes fork you can buy the spikes fork at the flavorful kitchen at the Honey Bistro that I was very upset was closed the day that we were there. Mm-hmm. The Pineapple Promenade, La Isla Fresca, the Citrus Blossom, the Trowel and Trellis, Jardin de Fiestas is in Mexico, China has the Lotus House, Germany has the Bauern Market, Farmer's Market, Italy has the Primavera Kitchen, the American Adventure has the new Magnolia Terrace, we'll talk about that one in Forky Foods too. And the Japan has Hanami, where they have the Frushi. That is amazing, because I'm not talking about that in the What the Forky Foods. But holy smokes, get Frushi. It's delicious. Also, the uh, salmon uh, sushimi flower pot gimmick looked amazing. Looks super cool. Because it comes in a souvenir flower pot. And also, just on a side note, too, I just want to bring up, the uh, Trowel and Trellis is hosted by Impossible Foods this year. And the majority of their food is plant-based vegan. Their whole... All of it is? Yeah. That's the vegan booth. It's pretty rad. Um, Morocco has the taste of Marrakesh. Between Morocco and France has Florida Fresh, where they have a lot of the Florida beers, too, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. France has the Fleur de Lis. Canada has Northern Bloom. And then the Refreshment Port has some festival offerings, which we'll talk about. And then there's obviously the Joffrey Coffees Tea Companies. There's the Refreshment Outpost. Blocks and Hans. Block and Hans um, has some delicious beers. The funnel cake stand has a fancy new funnel cake for the festival. That's is that one the peanut butter and jelly one? What no, is this it? is lemon cheesecake. Lemon I cheesecake. That's what yeah. It oh, it's a uh, mini funnel cake topped with lemon cheesecake ice cream, blueberries, and powdered sugar. It looks amazing. Oh Although, okay, God. so keep in mind that you are going to pay nine dollars for this, and it is the tiniest little funnel it's cake you've ever seven. had in your entire life. Seven bucks. Whatever. The one I had was only eight too, but still. $7. It is a tiny funnel cake. Just <coughs> so know. Yes. Love it. Um, they have new magnets for the annual pass holders, including Donald Duck with Spike to be. Very cute. And the Orange Bird. So Donald Duck and Spike are available March 20th to April 19th. And then starting April 20th to June 1st is the Orange Bird. So don't forget to get those. And then 
the merchandise that is now at Mouse Gears instead of a festival marketplace spot. They do have a couple booths that have them as well, but they have an annual pass holders collection. They have the Mickey's Farmer's Market collection. Minnie's Flower Pots, some orange bird stuff, sweet as can be, which I assume is a whole bunch of stuff for Spike. But they have the orange bird ears that I had to search through and find because they're so mistaken and horrible and I love them so much. Um, and then they also have the cutest little orange bird, like, straw weave backpack that is stinking adorable and only like 40 bucks, which is pretty reasonably priced for a backpack at Disney. It's super cute. So just real... Just, just real quick, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here. Um, just a little history on Spike the Bee that those who don't know uh, where he came from. Uh, Spike the Bee is, uh, a, was originally from the 1940s, 1950s uh, animated films or cartoons. Uh, initially, some may know him as Buzz Buzz or also Barrington. Uh, it's a bee who tormented Donald Duck in several cartoons, again, in the late 1940s and 50s. And also Pluto as well in one of the animated shorts called Bumblebee. Pluto. Uh, but he, uh, his filmography background is also uh, 1940 Windows Cleaners, Home Defense, 1943, Pluto's Blue Note, 1947, Inferior Decorator, 1948, Bumblebee, 1949, Honey Harvester, 1949, Slide, uh, 1949, Bee at the Beach, 1950, Bee on Guard, 1951, Let's Stick Together, 1952, Beezy Bear, 1960, and The Ranger's Guide to Nature, 1966. Uh, in Mickey Mouse, Spike returns in Be Inspired, where he repeatedly frightens Mickey, keeping Minnie from finishing her painting. In the end, they become friends, and Spike saves Mickey from an angry swarm of his companions by giving a dramatic speech, all in buzz language with subtitles. He would also appear in New Shoes to torment Goofy while stuck in Donald's body with the rest of Donald's recurring tormentors. I just want to give you a little bit of a little background on Spike for those that not know who he is or where he's from. That's uh, also why he's on the the annual pass holder magnet with Donald. So I wanted to bring that up for you guys. So there you go, a little history on Buzz, Buzz Buzz or Spike the Bee. That speaking of Spike, Spike has a pollination exploration, which is a scavenger hunt where you find little spikes and the flowers that he is pollinating around all of the Epcot Gardens, which is super cute, and I've already found some of them and taken pictures of them, so when we're ready to do our scavenger hunt, we'll know we're there. Hell yeah, I'm excited for it, because i got some really cute merchandise you can win in the end. They are adorable cups that we actually talked about on the last episode, too. So they have the Garden Rocks concert series, which is awesome. They have acts such as Don McLean, who sang... American Pie, Mark Wills, who sings 19-something, Simple Plan, who sings Welcome to My Life, Christopher Cross, who sings Sailing Takes Me Away to Where I Always Heard It Could Be. <laughs> uh, the count, sorry, the Casting Crows, not the Counting Crows, Air Supply, Daughtry, Sister Hazel, the Pointer Sisters, so there's a lot of really great bands, and they are... In the America Garden Theater, which is the giant theater that's in America, where they do the Candlelight Processional and Eat to the Beat concert series as well. And the shows are 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. So they do three shows each day, and then there's a different artist for 
usually like two or three days throughout the festival and I really want to go see Simple Plan and Mark Wills and Herman's Hermits. Heck yeah. They have an egg extravaganza, which starts March 27th, and you will get to join in a colorful Easter egg hunt inspired by Disney characters. Hopefully give us something better than just a sticker, because I know in the past years you uh, eventually got an Easter egg. When Emmy and I did, when Amy and I did it, we got a Finding Dory Easter egg. Was it a hard egg? Yeah. Was it like a toy? Because uh-huh. I know sometimes they have like a plastic egg that has a sticker on it, and then you open the, the egg, and then it has a prize inside of it. Nope, I still have it. I'm pretty sure it's in one of my boxes in storage that'll nice. get opened when we buy a house. Love it. And then they also have some tours. So they have the English Tea Garden Tour, which is in the United Kingdom. And uh, it's complimentary with the Epcot admission. And then a self-guided tea tour, which you could just pick up a brochure and walk yourself around. Mm-hmm. And then to purchase, they have a Gardens of the World tour, which I believe um, includes food. Because it's $85. So Let me read you. I got the details right here. Oh, do you? Yep. Yeah, so the Gardens of the World, it says, uh, Explore the lush landscapes and signature displays of the 2020 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Over the course of three hours, join a knowledgeable Disney horticulturalist and a small group of fellow enthusiasts for a fascinating walking tour throughout the World Showcase Pavilions. During your journey around the world, you'll experience the following. Become privy to behind-the-scenes tales about the award-winning topiaries and gardens that make the festival so special. Examine the role of landscaping at Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, Learn ways you can apply Disney landscaping techniques at home. Discover various plants, materials, and gardening techniques and see how landscaping helps develop a theme. Don't miss this limited-time opportunity to explore. And again, it's $85. Valid admission to Epcot is also required. Guests must be at least 12 years old. Uh, guests under 18 must be uh, with an adult. adult. Uh, you can get advanced reservations. The tour takes place on select weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. during the festival. You'll be on your feet during the duration of this three-hour walking tour. With that in mind, make sure you wear comfortable shoes and bring along water or a beverage to stay hydrated, a.k.a. cold beer if you want. Actual tour locations and order in which they are presented are subject to change. Uh, please just check in at Walt Disney Imagineering Presents the Epcot Experience at least 15 minutes prior to the start of your tour. This is made at the Odyssey Pavilion. Yeah, at the Odyssey Pavilion where they have the Epcot Experience at. So, totally worth it to get Disney gardening tips and tricks to make your garden look Disney. Yeah, for a three-hour tour. A Doesn't three say anything about food. Tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. Tiny ship was lost. The minnow. Not for the courage of the fearless crew. Oh, the the boat was tossed, and if it wasn't for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow. The minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. Then they have the Royal Tea Garden Tour, which is $20, and you get a 45-minute tour of an English tea garden and enjoy tea and scones. And an upset tummy afterwards. In the morning. For you, not anybody else. And then they have a see, do, learn, and grow. Guests 10 and older are $25. Guests 3 and to 9 are $20 plus tax. And last but not least, they have their normal one that they have going on year-round with a little bit of extra special going on for the flower and garden. Uh, they have their Behind the Seeds. What are you going to talk about? They have their Behind the Seeds tour. Uh, for adults, it's 25 to $29, and for child, is 20 to $29. I'm not sure why there's a difference in price. 
Uh, it says, oh, it says because effective June 2nd, 2020, the behind the seed store will cost $29 per guest plus tax. But there's also discounts for these as well. Oh, the See, Do, Learn, Grow one. Here we go. Uh, for the See, Do, Learn, and Grow, you visit four greenhouses and a fish farm to catch a glimpse of amazing plants, insects, and fish. Oh, it says, like the Living with the Land attraction at Epcot? Then you'll love Behind the Seeds. This one-hour tour of the fish farm and four greenhouses that make up the Land Pavilion is perfect for anyone who is interested in gardening or natural uh, sciences on it. You'll learn. Uh, on it, you'll visit the fish farm and see what it's like during feeding time. Behold gigantic fruits and vegetables and unusual crops from around the world. Discover the latest planting growing techniques, including hydroponics. Look, Ma, no soil. Disney humor. <laughs> Take home a handout with some great ideas for your own garden. I think it's pretty cool. And it's, what's one of the things they give you is uh, they have like one of those uh, stackable gardens that they teach you how to grow. And you can theme them like a, if you want to make like a pizza garden, you can do like a just a variety of salad gardens. And they're like these little styrofoam boxes that you get that you can stack. And if you stack them kind of uh, alternating the, the, the way that the squares go, you can use the corners of the squares. And then you can grow your plants. You can have, uh, again, you can have pizzas, different salads, and uh, different things like that. And they show you how to do that with a little pamphlet they give you. We used to grow strawberries like that. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite things, <coughs> one of my favorite things of the Behind the Seeds tour is they, uh, before you go out into the actual greenhouse, they go to a small refrigerator and they pull out a little bag of ladybugs. Cucumbers! Well, the cucumbers too. But they pull out ladybugs, and the ladybugs are in the cold fridge, so they make them uh, lethargic and more or less in like a cryogenic sleep <laughs> sense. And uh, halfway through the tour, they give the bag to a kid because by then the bag is warmed up. The ladybugs wake up. They can more or less, quote-unquote, come back alive. And then you get to put the ladybugs into the garden. When was the last time you did a behind-the-seeds tour? Two years ago. They never did that for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Whenever I do the behind the scenes, I always give them a fake name, too. Have my name tag. I usually use uh, Felipe Consuelos. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've always used that name. And I've been on that tour several times. And what they'll tell you, too, is a lot of it is more for show and not function. Uh, but then a lot of it is for function, too. Like the hydroponic roots growing through the troughs and stuff like that. It's kind of just more for, hey, look at what we can do. But in all reality, they don't really do that kind of shit. So, uh, what else, honey, about the flower and garden experience? Okay. Yeah. I will say if you are uh, allergic to pollen and certain things, uh, you may want to take a little bit of allergy pills before you go. I do know when we did the uh, Living with the Land boat tour, we came across something that smelled incredible. And it made me sneeze. Immediately. Like, it was just overpowering. Truth. Yeah. But it was wonderful. And I believe annual pass holders get, again, get a discount to the Behind the Seeds tour. They do. It's like 20% or something. Okay. Cool. Well, now that we've rambled on and talked about all the things that are happening out there in the world of Disney now and in the future, it's uh, time for us to cover up some food that we tried at the Flower and Garden Festival this year. With our next segment, What the Forky Foods. So I want to start What the Forky Foods with the new boot. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Ah. Shoots and ladders. 
So I want to start with the Forky Foods with the new booth that exists now at the Flower and Garden Festival. It is Magnolia Terrace and it is in America. And they have the Southern Seafood Boil, which is shrimp, mussels, crawfish, potatoes, corn, and andouille sausage. And this is quite a big bowl that you get. And you get like a whole potato and a crawfish and a mussel and a shrimp and like half a corn on the cob and some andouille sausage. And for only eight bucks, it's a steal. It's like a whole meal. Yeah, that's what it looks Easily. like. Yeah. Um, and then they have grilled oysters with Cajun butter, which oh I my God. desperately need to try. It just sounds phenomenal. I heard they're super affordable too, like two bucks a pop or something like that. Seven fifty. For how many oysters? I don't know. I think it's like they come out to like two dollars a piece. Something around there. But yeah, I was hearing today some people talking about them, how amazing they are. It's three oysters. Three, yeah, there you go. It's not bad. Um, but they also have the house-made Bowdoin two ways with spicy mustard. So now if you've never had Bowdoin sausage, um, it's actually really yummy. Uh, it's a, I mean, I've only had it in New Orleans. It's a very Southern treat. I think it's very just Louisiana, but, um, they do balls that are almost like, Like a fritter? Nope. Give me a second. I'll remember it. The stupid rice balls that they have in Italy. What are the damn things called? I don't know. Arancino. The little balls of rice that they have um, in a lot of Italian restaurants. But they have meat in them. And it's usually ground when it's done in the ball. And then the sausage is done with like rice and spices. And oh yeah, meats I've had that and before. Veggies and it's they're just super delicious. And I remember when I went to go visit my friend Jess in New Orleans, we actually made them one night for dinner, and oh, so stinking delicious. Sounds yummy. Um, and then they also have a pecan cake with maple whipped cream. Featuring Burton's maple syrup. Oh, God, it sounds incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's screaming your name. Um, and a pecan praline. Now, I personally am obsessed with pecans. The pecan cake looks like it's just smothered in the syrup. And then the pecan praline just looks insanely delicious as well. And I want it all. Is it a praline like caramel? Caramel and pralines? Yeah, praline when it's not like pralines and cream Mm -hmm. is like a cooked piece of like pecan butter caramel that's kind of crispy like a toffee yeah yeah like um like a peanut brittle yeah exactly exactly oh but so delicious and i want to try everything there yeah nothing nothing better than walking by a place that has like the the roasted honey roasted pecans those little little booths yes or the like almond gives me a boner it makes my mouth water all at the same time super sounds delicious maybe not a boner but Makes, makes, makes me want to drool everywhere. <laughs> a food boner. Yes. Makes my heart palpitate. And uh, just to say, speaking of America, the uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse has recently opened. It made its big debut. And I saw somebody that uh, made a little meme about the smoke coming out of the out of the smoker. That it was official that they had chosen the new CEO of Disney. Just like they had chosen the Pope. Oh, <laughs> oh that's hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I've been hearing some mixed reviews. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a big fan of barbecue, like real barbecue, uh, you can't really compare that to what they are offering uh, here at the Regal Eagle Smoke Smokehouse. 
but uh, it's a start for Disney. That's a change in theming and the restaurant style. Um, I'm a huge fan of barbecue. I definitely will be here trying this stuff, and uh, you know, just they have some pretty pretty yummy stuff. Uh, they also have some plant-based. They have a, ba- a barbecue jackfruit burger, which oh. is actually something I want to go try. You've had some barbecue jackfruit. I brought it home for you. Yeah? Yeah, from that, like, there was the vegan container of the barbecue. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. That's right. From the, pulled, uh, the pulled pork with jackfruit. That's from Fort Wilderness? Mm-hmm. Nice. No, super delicious. But uh, the two main things I do want to try there, for sure, is the baked beans with burnt ends mm. and their macaroni and cheese. Obviously. You can judge a barbecue place by its macaroni and cheese. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And the burnt ends, too. Yeah, but and more specifically the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I can look the other way with burnt ends, but if that macaroni and cheese is bad, nope, yeah. won't do it. So, we went to the Citrus Blossom because the Honey Bistro is closed. Which I don't know why they closed it. Which I is think because they ran out of spikes. Or they ran out of something. Something, yeah. So they closed it early. Because it was open when I went there the other night, and it was wide open and hopping and doing its thing huh so we wanted to get the lobster tail and the crispy citrus chicken when we got up to the counter they said they weren't serving lobster tail anymore it was tragic so we got the crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens orange aioli baby greens crispy citrus chicken the baby greens were tossed in some sort of vinaigrette the orange aioli was to die for. It was like bright and flavorful and didn't feel like you were eating an aioli because aiolis can tend to be like Two fatty, yeah. heavy. I would eat them by the spoonful, every single one of them, but an aioli can tend to be a little bit heavier. But I think the citrus from the orange brightened it up a bit. Oh, it was incredible. The chicken was insanely moist, so crispy. It was so insanely delicious. Yeah, they definitely locked that moisture in with that skin. Oh like my gosh. However they did that. It was, it was incredible. Fantastic. It was so delicious. And just that light hint of that, that limony citrus. Orange. And it was the orange, huh? Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. But, oh, it was so good. But probably in the ba- on the baby greens, there was from sort And I wonder what like the greens were, vinaigrette. like what kind of baby greens they were. Uh, usually they're like baby arugula. Like broccoli baby. sprouts or something? No, they were literally just microgreens. Uh, that's what I'm saying, but like. The sprouts. And th- okay, so gr- greens. Microgreens, Greens yeah. are different than sprouts. Yeah. No broccoli. Um, and then we were talking to one of the cast members, and I was like, so we were told that we couldn't order the lobster tail, but I see one right there. And he was like, oh, no, no, we're not sold out, but, like, we're sold out right this second, but our kitchen is right behind over there, so come back and I'll give you one on the house. And I was like, What? I would have totally paid for one if you told me to come back and pay for it. Like, it's a lobster tail. Yeah. And we just got one for free. And holy smokes. Okay. So it's a lobster tail with Meyer lemon emulsion and grilled lemon. It's a half a lobster tail. Half a lobster tail. Yes. But lobster tail nonetheless. Yes. And it's on skewers. So you literally just peel the skin off of it. So cool. And the Meyer lemon emulsion was basically like lemon and butter. Mm -hmm. Emulsified together. Insanely delicious. And then because the lobster tail was grilled, it had this really nice... Just smoky barbecue smoky taste. Smoky caramel mm-hmm. deliciousness. Yeah, and because the lemon was grilled as well, it was just oh, so insanely delicious. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah, oh I had amazing. A, I, got to, I got to smell it. <laughs> you got to try some too. I had a nibble. Yeah, it was pretty good. But it was uh, what was awesome about it is that the... 
they they felt they followed through, and, and Disney's always good about following through. When they say they're going to do something, nine out of ten times they're going to do something, if not ten out of ten times. And if you listen to our last episode, uh, you can actually hear the conversation that we had with the cast member. He got brownie points with us right away because he said how much he lo- loved our shirts. We had our FBI Disney shirts on, uh, which will be available in our store here pretty soon uh, for you to purchase also. And uh, then he went through the process of saying, yeah, just come back. It's on us. And uh, sure shit. We made an assumption. We watched a guy walk across the, the sidewalk there with a pan in his hand. And we hope that those were the lobsters. And sure shit. We got a fresh off the grill lobster tail. My gosh, it was so insanely delicious. Oh, and it was cooked perfectly. And it wasn't overdone and chewy. And it was like, okay. So I don't. It's hard to explain the perfectly cooked lobster tail. But it had like a. It wasn't like a crunch, but it was almost like a pop to it. Like when you bite into like that perfect piece of lobster, you know, anybody it who loves lobster. It's a pop for sure. That had, that has eaten the perfect lobster. It's not chewy. It's just like a, uh, like a, it's, it was cooked perfectly. Yeah, it was good for sure. I will say though, before we got there, we went to the one booth. I don't remember what the name of it was. Was it the, well, it was one of the spots that you can buy the honey, the, the, the spike spork at. The spike spork. And the guy was bo- uh, grilling their vegetables on the grill there right next to us. Yeah, that was at the Flavorful Kitchen. It just smells so good. You get the baby grilled baby vegetables with hummus cream and red pepper coolie. That sounds incredible. But the things that we wanted to eat were from the Honey Bistro. And we wanted to do the roasted cauliflower with buckwheat, honey carrot puree, with the wild rice pilaf, asparagus, honey blistered grapes, and the sunflower, brindle, and coriander flowers. Like yeah, sign me up tomorrow. And then we wanted the tandoori chicken flatbread as well. And they have a honey mascarpone cheesecake with orange blossom honey ice cream. What? With fennel blossom meringue kiss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll ever do like a th- uh, some kind of f- uh, food and wine thingy at Galaxy's Edge. Like a Batu. S- they're having their annual, you know, food festival. That would be cool, but I doubt it. Last year, the reason why I didn't go to Flower and Garden last year is because I did Disney's California Uh, food one. That was so good. Which is going on right now as well in Disneyland. Oh, it was so good. They had this, like, ghost pepper mac and cheese, and it was so insanely spicy to the point where I almost couldn't eat it. And, like, if it's too spicy for me to eat, you know it's too spicy. But I had to eat the whole thing. And it had these, like, magical garlic buttery breadcrumbs on top of them and normally i'm not a fan of breadcrumbs on my macaroni and cheese but this was like the greatest macaroni and cheese in my oh life. oh man i love toasted breadcrumbs on mac and cheese especially if it has cottage cheese mixed in with it what and with the breadcrumbs no with the mac and cheese oh, okay i was very confused so i like it when it's panko because it's crispier but i don't like bread crumb bread yeah i guess that's what i'm thinking of i'm not the foodie here you know more of the terminology yeah well because so what like when they do like a scallop bake and things like that they'll put like a breadcrumb topping on it and it's like the regular breadcrumb breadcrumbs but if you do like a panko breadcrumb with butter garlic and parsley that's a good topping what's that I uh like to have what's the what's the panko breadcrumb uh panko it's a different type of bread and it's like stays crispier whereas like the breadcrumbs get like soggy or burn okay but yes yeah, they're a different type of breadcrumbs um, but yeah, so we got the honey peach freeze 
which was in the spike zipper, and I didn't like it too much. I did not taste any peach, and it was too honey for me. But Jason loved it. Yeah, it was delicious. It's uh, it's texture-wise, I would compare it to the same uh, orange slushy uh, yogurt that you get in the they in the orange bird. They call it a honey peach freeze, but it's literally a milkshake. Yeah, like uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I would compare it to what the or- what the orange bird has, because the uh, the orange bird is like a orange. It's kind of like a gogurt, frozen gogurt almost in a sense. Sweet and delicious, but a bit too much. Like my son got it last year, and uh, Cannon was like all about it. I want it so bad. The orange creamsicle one sounds so much better than the honey peach was. Yeah, creamsicle. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Which reminds me, speaking of creamsicle, that you got the pineapple Dole Whip. Or that's what pineapple Dole Whip is. <laughs> the coconut Dole Whip. A couple weeks ago at Magic, didn't you? It's completely offside here. What did I do? You got the coconut Dole Whip. <gasps> oh, yeah, it was so good from Magic Kingdom. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's um, coconut Dole Whip, pineapple juice, and blue carousel. Yeah, it was really good. That's all I want to delve into on today's episode. Okay. We'll talk more once I've tried more. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. I'd say we could talk about all the things I want to try, but that's everything. Yeah, pretty much. I do want to try the Impossible Meatball because I was talking the other day about making an Impossible Meatball, and I want to know how they did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating that Disney is coming on board with all this vegan stuff. And plant-based and what have you. Yeah, uh, it's fascinating. I like to, I like to experience different types of food that way. And you know what? What you, you know? Like, I, like uh, Candice, our our daughter, uh, watches. Uh, there's a lady on YouTube that does like vegan replacements. And she, like for Christmas, they, sh- they did like a Easter ham or Christmas ham, but they used a watermelon uh, oh to yeah, they to make a ham. The watermelon. And then she had different friends try it. You know, and th- didn't tell them what it was. And it looked like a damn ham that came out of the oven when it was all done. It took like 15 hours to make the some bitch, but uh, most of them were grossed out by it. They said it didn't taste like any kind of ham. Some of them thought it was ham, but uh, this is interesting. Experimenting uh, different types of ways to make items out of uh, things that are not meat. So one thing I also want to talk about really quick before um, we finish the evening out, I am part of a Friends of Figment group on Facebook. Oh yeah, and. They we had a meetup on Figment's birthday, which was March fifth. So I was in Epcot a lot this week, um, but it was absolutely incredible. And I never, growing up in the parks, had a chance to meet the Dreamfinder and Figment ever, which has always been like a dream of mine. And I know my best friend slash Disney wife and podcast host of One Little Spice, Amy, has always said, you know, she'd love to like if there was ever a Figment meet and greet, she'd like shit herself. Um, but during this meet and greet that we had, Steve Taylor, who actually was the original, okay, so he was the original Dreamfinder in Epcot, showed up. So he wasn't in costume or anything, but I finally got my picture with the Dreamfinder and Figment, 
and he just accepted my friend request on Facebook. So I am officially Facebook friends with the Dreamfinder. That's awesome. And that's incredible. And I'm so excited. And uh, it was just an awesome experience. And he was so awesome. And he shared some really, really great stories about like the days when he was the Dreamfinder. And like he really wants to bring it back. And I guess they're trying to get Disney to, to bring them back, which would be like the c- most amazing thing ever. But yeah, that was all. Yeah, it's going to be part of uh, phase two for Epcot expansion the imagination pavilion so we shall see what happens there folks and uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode our ranting and raving and chit-chatting about the flower and gardens and the coronaviruses and some disney history stuff just make sure you guys do stay proactive out there when, when it comes to this crazy rampant disease that uh we shouldn't all freak out and panic about but we should still be smart and proactive and uh again don't listen to the pundits on tv listen to those that are know what the hell's going on the scientists the actual scientists yeah. that uh but i mean for the love of god wash your hands people yeah especially if you have to use the restroom yeah exactly wash your hands wash your fingertips everything clean your fingernails don't pick your nose rub your eyes i'm kind of laughing because uh i know a lot of people out there are saying including us it's like now that we really can't touch our face my oh, face itches more than anything it ever it has itched more than than whatever like i get off work now and i'm like hands on my steering wheel and they're locked there until i get home and i can't pick my nose or stick my fingers on my eyes i use my elbows not to itch things if you have to cough or sneeze do uh you know pretend you're a vampire which is something fun by coughing in your elbow instead of in your hands and instead of shaking hands and hugging babies shake babies and uh yeah exactly just kidding don't shake babies yeah don't yeah don't do that don't shake babies but uh you definitely can just like uh, dab with the elbows now instead of your hands or knuckles. You know, there's ways around this. And uh, who knows? You know, the influence of vir- influenza is a uh, is a type of coronavirus, and we've all been dealing with the influenza for ever. And uh, so, part of this is freaking out people because this is a new thing. So, there you go, guys. Until next time, thanks again for tuning in for everybody who has been there. And uh, also, just one more thing we almost forgot about. Uh, if you go to wiseguymedia.com forward slash FBI Disney, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, you can now listen to our podcast on our website. We'll have an f- official website for the podcast here soon. But for now, uh, under the Wise Guy Media umbrella, which is my umbrella company for uh, my podcast that I do outside of here, my glass blowers companion we're going to be putting everything under this one umbrella kind of keeping having a home in a sense for uh everything in the in this the wise ass area including our fiad brand so stay tuned for more information on that but again you go to wise guy media forward slash fiad disney for that and thanks again for tuning in until next time as the great walt disney once said if you believe in a thing believe in it all the way a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting spree. So hurry back, we would like your call.